Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now here's today's life-giving message. Would you give a great mile high welcome? My friend. Shalom. All right. I thank God for being here always. Thank God for my friend and my brother, your great bishop, my friend, Bishop Kevin Foreman. I'm excited about everything that you all are doing. I'm most excited about what is taking place in the South, what is about to launch in the Atlanta area. Come on, give it up for that. Amen. I'm excited about that thing. We need it down there. All right. So God bless you, man. Looking forward to it. Amen. Praise God. Listen, so today, um, for those of you who have been around for a while, you know it's very unusual. Typically, the only times I'm not in the pulpit are doing conferences or um, doing uh, October, where it's, it's our my anniversary and past appreciation month. And uh, Dr. Pleasant is going to be with us in October. So some, some scheduling things. He's here today. And I believe he's got a word that's going to speak to us. He's got uh, churches in Montgomery and Columbus uh, and some other places there in the South. He's an entrepreneur. He's a businessman. For those of you that uh, have been around for a while you saw a podcast that we three did together and uh, he talked about and he he can tell it more than I can about how the principles and sewing and all of that um, turned him into a seven-figure earner you also sound very aggressive today I have two settings aggressive and aggressive aggressive somewhere between the two. Apostle Ackland, you know, you've seen uh, when he came, he shared his testimony about how he had sold, we prophesied. Uh, and then by that year, it was that same year that his business had hit over $1 million. And 
Why are you telling us this, Bishop? Because you need to realize that if you don't get the fruit of what you're being taught, somebody getting the fruit of what's being released. Dr. Pleasant is my friend. He's an amazing man of God, great entrepreneur. He has his son with him, and his son, just come here with his, his son, his son served me. I was in Montgomery preaching. I was in Montgomery preaching, and the way he served, I mean, he, I saw him serving. And he was on it. I said, you got to stand like this. He said, he was, look how he's standing. He was on it. And I told him, today you're in charge of all of the adjutants. In fact, this is your church today. You can do whatever you want to do. You can fire anybody you want to fire today. But anyway, we appreciate him. I want you to stretch your hands towards Dr. Pleasant. He gets ready to come. I'll let you get to your servant post. <laughs> stretch your hands. Say, bless be the man who comes in the name of the Lord. Speak, man of God. We will hear and we will obey. Come on, 915. Stand on your feet. Let's honor the great man of God as he comes. Dr. Brian Pleasant. Hallelujah. Come on. Can we thank God for none other than the angel of this house and the form of the great bishop, Bishop Kevin Foreman. Come on. You can do better than that, Harvest. I said, you can do better than that, Harvest. Amen. Let's thank God one more time for my brother and my friend, one of my best friends in all of the world, Apostle Frederick Ackland. Amen. Let's thank God for him, for all of the staff, for everybody that's online. We greet you in Jesus' name as you would say shalom. If you were in Montgomery, we would say grace and peace. Amen. Look at somebody and tell them it's good to see you today. Come on. Come on, look at them and smile. Show them all of your teeth. Come on. 16, 27, 36. Tell them I love you. Ain't nothing you can do about it. Hallelujah. Come on now, let's give God praise for Jesus. I said let's give God praise for Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. We do greet you, and I want to make sure that I stay on my task, but I'm so excited to be here, and I thank God for all those that have joined from I Crave, all of our locations online, Kingdom Connection, several of our pastors that I cover. They're online, so can y'all be nice to them and, and just thank God for all sons and daughters and my churches. Amen. Amen. I thank God for my middle baby. Y'all, y'all ever had a middle child? You know, you got to have prayer with the middle child. Amen. It takes a special anointing for that middle child that don't care nothing about nothing. Hallelujah. Uh, but he is indeed the one who has uh, caught my mantle and uh, definitely serves in ministry. And I definitely appreciate him. Um, it was so crazy. Bishop Foreman came and made such an impact on him in Columbus. He said, uh, Dad, I, re I really want to have him here for my birthday party. And so I had to ask him. He owns his own business. He has a business called Bryson Bowties. And, uh, you know, he was much like me when I was growing up. I dress down a lot now, but I was that kid that they said, you look like a preacher. You got a head like a preacher. You know, all that, that crazy stuff. And um, so he dresses up in suits and stuff every day. And he said, I want to make it cool for kids my age to know that it's okay to do that. And so I told him, um, I said, you ain't really been selling no bow ties like you're supposed to. Uh, to get Bishop Foreman here, it's going to cost you a little bit. He said, well, how much it going to cost? And I said, well, anywhere between $15 and $2,500. I said, that's the, that's the uncle hookup. 
And so um, literally because his heart is so, so postured, um, um, I have a, a food, food service management company and we do the football games at Alabama State. He's been working, serving lemonade, making ice, everything to try to raise money so that he can get his uncle to come to his birthday party. Now, I don't know if this is a service or what, what Bishop going to do when he get there. It may just be a cameo. I'm not quite sure what kind of party this is going to be. But he working on it. Amen. Amen. He was joking with me. He said, Dad, I'll, I'll, I'll give plasma, blood, whatever I got to do. I just want to get him here. And so I was like, amen, that's commendable. So let's thank God for my middle baby. Come on. Amen. Amen. Um, it was such resistance getting here, so I definitely want to release this word. Um, I think I stayed in the airport almost 16 hours yesterday trying to get here. I was supposed to be here yesterday at 10 o'clock, and I didn't get here yesterday till after 7.30. Uh, and I was at the airport four hours prior to, um, and it was just great resistance. Um, we were on one plane. They told us to run to another plane. We got to the other plane. Both of the planes were broken and needed to be fixed. And, and I, I almost uh, called him and said, hey, man, I don't know. Um, you know, it's just uh, we, we sat on a plane almost four hours, literally, until um, people got so frantic that they allowed us to go get some um, Zoom Zooms and Wham Whams. I'm from the hood. Y'all don't know what that is, but um, some snacks. <laughs> and uh, they let us do that. And so, um, you know, I know that God has a crazy word. Um, I'm not going to preach of sort, but I definitely want to teach what God has said for the time that has um, has been given to me. But I, I, I say that uh, to say this to 13 screamers that can get it and be debt free by the end of the year. The devil missed again. <laughs> I said, I wish I had 13. I know you got your mask on. If you can breathe through it, you can definitely talk through it. I said the devil missed again. All right, sit down. I'm not going to bother you too long. It was, it was really crazy because this year has been very traumatic for me. Um, if you follow me and have seen my testimony about this year, 11 months ago, I had a suicide attempt, uh, and the Lord wouldn't let me die. Um, there was so much purpose. I know the man of God. Yeah, the man of God. Uh, I went through some, some crazy stuff, and, I, and, and that's been my everyday thing. I tell myself the devil missed again. Um, I, I took a good a bit of poison. I, I, I took a good amount of poison um, because I wanted to escape the pressure of what I had become. Um, I wanted to escape the pressure. pressure. And when you are anointed, the, it does come with pressure. I know, I know we make it look easy, and I know we make it look like it's all glamorous, but even the Bible says, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. Um, when Jesus was born into the world, it came with a certain pressure. And so I've learned how to juxtapose this pressure. And uh, one of the things that I've, I've figured out is the devil just don't like us who's anointed. And so if anybody... Uh, besides me in the room and online, if you're going through hell, if you've had stuff thrown at you this year, it's an assessment that you're closer than you've ever been before. Maybe y'all don't like you're, you're closer than you've ever been before because war always precedes the victory. And when God has already given you victory, war comes in between just to see if you're going to make it to the end. Look at your neighbor and say, you're going to make it to the end. I was in a service on Friday night, and we were consecrating. Uh, we were affirming an apostle, and I, um, I, got, a, I got a text from, from one of my uh, friends that was there. And he said, hey, look, uh, cousin has been shot and killed. Uh, 
Uh, that was another thing that I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. Said shot and kill. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe uh, there needs to be some departure. We need to go there um, and be there with the family and things of that nature. And the Lord said, don't go anywhere. I said, what do you mean? So, you know, we were in a good, we were in a good high service. I'm telling you, we were dancing and uh, we had on our robes and we had a good dance in a moment. And, uh, and, and while uh, we were in a good dance, um, because if you look at abundance and you wear it like a cloth, the last five letters is dance. Come on, y'all go with me. I'm, I'm going to preach and I won't be long. But we're in a good dance and I got a, I got a follow-up text saying, hold on, she's not dead anymore. She's alive. So when Josh, when my friend Josh, Prophet Josh was telling the story, he said, he said, he said, uh, in the text that I got, it said that they, she was dead. They put her in a black bag, said that the coroner just came to pick her up. And when they unzipped the bag, she sat up. Oh, shot! I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm supposed to teach. I can't do it. But some of y'all are about to sit up in a dead situation. I don't care what it looked like. I don't care what it was supposed to be. If you could just pray them for the next 30 seconds. I heard the Holy Ghost say you about to sit up in it. You got 15 seconds. Oh, y'all ain't praising. Look at your neighbor and say, sit up in it. All right. Sit down, we gotta go. Joshua one. Joshua 1, Joshua chapter number 1, that's where I lay my hat, um, yeah, please sit. <laughs> if you're going to stand up, you got to speak up, come on, take another 10 seconds just because you can. Blow your voice like a trumpet. Some of y'all too sophisticated for me. I said, blow your voice like a trumpet. I hear the sound. Hey, ho. She got to ho. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. No, I know you probably think you don't qualify for it, but if you suffered any this year and you suffered well, you're going to get it and you're going to get it quick. I suffered too well for this one. And so I'm going to get it. Well, since y'all want to play, one, two, three, pop!
was like, only God can do it. 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 Do it, do it, 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 do it. Only God can do it. Only God can do it. Only God can do it. Do it. Do it. get in trouble my first time. I want to let me come back. <laughs> but lift your hands and say, it's coming quick. If you do that, I ain't going to be able to stop. Come on, say, it's coming quick this time. from the color purple told Sophia's boy it's gonna rain on your head <laughs> alright sit down let's go <laughs> Joshua 1 uh. <laughs> when I got to my hotel last night uh, when I got to the hotel uh, when we were walking in the bellman greeted us. He said, hey, you're Dr. Pleasant, right? I said, how you know that? He said, because we've been expecting you. I said, I said, y'all were waiting in expectation? He said, yeah, because we waited and we said, he hadn't checked in all day. He was supposed to check in at 10 o'clock this morning. You called us and told us to prepare a place for you because you had an expected time to be here. Oh, y'all acting slow. Take your helmet off. The little bus is gone. 
And I didn't make it at my deadline time. So all day long, the general manager put them on Curie that something was coming. <laughs> Even as it got later and later and later, when I came up, he said, you don't know how many people. I said, are you Dr. Pleasant? They was like, no, I'm not. He said, and I realized that several things came before the real thing showed up. <laughs> Man, I feel a wind. I feel, I feel the fire of the Holy Ghost, but I gotta preach. And so when I got there, just like at Harvest, they had a radio and they curated somebody, I don't know who it was, and they said, hey, Dr. Pleasant is here. And all these people came running out to help get me in. <laughs> Even the general manager said, I was supposed to be off at three, but I stayed just to make sure that you got everything that you needed. And so Bryson with his ghetto self went and picked up all these snacks. All this stuff, pickles and stuff he don't even eat at home. Just got it because it was there. Uh, because just like today, Bishop Foreman told him, go to the bookstore and get whatever you want. <laughs> Look, I didn't have a desire, but who was connected to me did. And I'm going to tell three people, you can't just be close in this season. You're going to have to truly be connected to get this one. <laughs> All right. All right, and so, so when I was getting ready to go in, they made such a big deal about opening both of the doors. I was like, hold on. Last time I was here, I was a little bigger than I am now. You know, the bishop uh, uh, reverse engineered my weight and told me what to do, and I lost a little bit. Come on, y'all ain't saying nothing. And so. I was confused why they were opening both doors. He said, because when you carry what you carry. I don't know who this little Indian guy was, but he prophesied my socks off. He said, because of who you are, we got to make sure that we make room. Can I tell somebody this next move, because you're connected, is going to be so massive. You just going to have to make room for this one. Look down your brother and say, make room. All right. All right. Okay. All right. This was going to be real big. This ain't my message, but Amos chapter 9, I know he preached and said, yes, indeed, it won't be long now. The message translation said, it's going to happen so fast, it's going to make your head swim. He said, blessings after blessings shall come running from a high place like rivers of water. He said, this is your land and your vineyard, and you'll never be plucked out again. Look at your neighbor and say, it won't be long now. Okay, please, please, I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to get in trouble. I can't play with y'all. I'm going to get in trouble. This is like I crave Columbus. This is different. Joshua chapter number one. Joshua chapter number one. Joshua chapter number one. Uh, it said, after the death of Moses, I got to get used to this. This bougie. Huh? Come on. Come on. They hold up paper in my church. I'm trying to read it and handwrite me back. Pastor, somebody left the lights on. <laughs> Please tell the red dot. <laughs> no, I wanted to be a comedian, but y'all told me I couldn't cuss. So this is why I do it, all right? I don't have a hoop. I don't have any of that. Comedy is all I have. And you're going to laugh through this message. As a matter of fact, look at your neighbor and tell him, I still love you. No, the Bible says laughter is like a medicine. And it's good for the soul. And the reason some of us are still sick and broke is because you don't laugh enough. No, be prophetic. Laugh at the devil. Say, ha, ha, ha. 
Joshua 1 says, after the death of Moses, the, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, and he said this. He said, Moses, your servant is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into a land that I am giving them. And I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set your feet, you will be on the land that I have given you. I just want to preach from a subject. I want to talk from a topic. I want to exhibate from a pericope just for a few moments that belong to me. God gave you an angel to get you to your future. God gave you an angel to get you to your future. I am aware, um, and I haven't been able to see any of them, that you all have been in a series called Angels and Demons. And if I know my brother, he killed it so far. Um, and, and so I want to kind of turn the corner a little bit about um, angels. Uh, one of the things that I figured out is um, when God starts to dispatch angels, especially a pastor, he says, I give pastors according to my own heart. When he gave you an angel in the form of a pastor, one of the things he was doing, he was dispatching an angel um, for your stage of maturation. He wanted to mature you. Um, and part of what the problem, part of our problem in the body of Christ is we have too, too many immature Christians. Um, even Jesus had to deal with this. He said, hey, you should be a teacher by now. Um, but I'm still having to give you student lessons. And for some of us, you ought to be sick of yourself because you keep going through these cycles. You keep doing the same thing over and over again. And maturity doesn't have to do with age. Abram was 75 years old, but in Genesis 12, it said, Now the Lord said to Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house to a land that I will show you. And if you do this, I'll make of you a great nation. I'll bless those that bless you and I'll curse those that curse you. And from you shall a generation be blessed. If you go all the way down to, to about the 25th verse, the Lord speaks the same thing again. Because Abram in his old age decided to add his own two cents into what God said. You know, the first thing he did is he took, he took Lot with him. Uh, he took his dead brother's son, and if you know the promise to his brother, he said, look, I'm going to look after Lot. I'm going to make sure these women don't chase him crazy, and I'm going to make sure he's good. And he made a promise to his brothers on his deathbed. So now when God gave an assignment, he had to take a lot with him. No, hear me, because when you take a lot, it's going to cost you a lot. Um, 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 Lot was a hothead, and if you read the scripture, Lot got mad with some people and got into this argument, and everything that Abram had at 75, he lost because he took a lot. So we have to have maturation. But not only does God dispatch angels, he also dispatched Satan. I know y'all ain't going to like this um, because he, he dispatches both good and evil. Come on, I know we've been so, uh, you know, in our religious mind, we've been told that all God does is just great. But let me just show you this in Job. It said God was having a meeting with his sons. And Satan was there also. Which tells us how did Satan get access to a son meeting? No, this is going to be a little weird. Y'all going to have to go read it in your toilet time. Satan was at the son meeting. And so God said, well, what are you doing? He said, um, I was just um, walking to and fro trying to figure out who I'm finna, finna, I'm finna who? Who I'm finna kill, steal, and destroy from. He said, well, have you considered? 
Because even when Satan and demons are very present in your life, you got to realize they can't do nothing unless God says so. And so, so Satan started to bargain with God. He said, hold on, man, I can't touch that dude. You've had a head of protection around him for so long, and I already know the narrative. No, y'all still stuck that I said Satan is a son because he has access to a son. Son's got inheritance. And when Satan was kicked out of heaven, he gave him a third of the stars, a third of the angels, and the earth. So God gave him inheritance and access because he realized that some of us were going to need demonic presence in our lives so that we can have maturity. Everything that I learned, I didn't learn when God was present doing good stuff. Half of what I learned is when the devil was present. Come on. And I, when I would do, uh, when I wanted to do right, evil was always present. That's a space of maturity. So he sends us angels. He sends us a pastor for that reason. And, and I, I just learned this prophetically when I got into Denver I, this time was a little different than last time. And when I got here, Denver is a, a, a very open portal prophetic place for next level and dimensions. And some of what I'm here for today, don't get confused. I had to just realize over the last couple of weeks, the Lord was dealing with me. He said, no longer am I just sending you to send out gifts, elders and prophets and apostles. He said, I'm really sending you to send out mantles. And there were several mantles that the Lord spoke to me about, about your pastor, because he operates in this high frequency portal. He's the only man that I have found that can quickly pick up something and will just deal with it on the spot. Me, I try to wait till opportune times. Ackland and I, we try to wait and we say, hey, well, I wanted to say something, but we try to wait. We can be at dinner. He'll put his fork down. Okay, lift your hands. I'm like, hold on, dude. I, I mean, my food just got here. I know you fasting and, and counting your calories, and I ain't. Come on, y'all ain't said nothing in here. And I'm trying to eat while you're trying to be spooky. <laughs> but I appreciate that about him, and I had to realize it because where he is in Denver uh, is so much demonic activity. And there's so many witches and warlocks that come in the name of Christ. Come on, y'all ain't said nothing in here. That, that they're accurate, but a demon can be just as accurate as a prophet can. Because it's the same gift. They just use theirs in a dark place. <laughs> and so he's had to navigate all these years in this place. So he learns how to deal with stuff and shut stuff, shut stuff down quickly, right? Um, which tells me, the Lord said, because this place is such high frequency, even when I got to the airport, I found myself in the wrong place. Um, there was, they let us out for a minute, and there was an escalator, and I'm nosy, hallelujah. If I were in a scary movie, I would be killed first. Um, so I went up this escalator um, because they were waiting on another pilot to come. I didn't talk about that. But I went up this escalator while I was waiting on the pilot, and I wasn't supposed to be there. And it was a fourth floor. And all of the staff, when I went up this escalator and then found another set of stairs and went up, they said, there's no such thing as a fourth floor. This, this airport didn't have a fourth floor. But there was an entire floor the size of the airport with nothing in it. And the Lord said, you reached a place, a new dimension in a place that only certain people have access to. I said, well, how did I find myself up here being nosy? I don't have a badge or anything. He said, I'm just trying to show you first in the natural that you have access to another place. But you had to come to Denver to find it. 
And so there were all kind of little blues clues that I saw after this. All these different places that I saw demonic stuff, demonic sculptures. Uh, uh, I, I, was, I was navigating stuff. There's a big blue horse. with a, Don't play with me, because I've been here. And there's a bottom level of the airport that people don't have access to. I don't want to say too much. I want to make it home. Um, but in this, there are a lot of demonic things that happen. But everywhere I was walking with Bryce and we went to the restroom, everything, I kept looking. He's like, Daddy, what are you looking at? Because I saw these angelic beings, right? And when we were in the restroom, the guy was like, I kept sweeping up these feathers. I don't know where they came from. And these were all blues clues that I was kind of trying to explain to Bryce. And I was like, because angels had to be dispatched because we, we realized the warfare that we're dealing with. And so I don't want you to take it lightly that you are connected to an angel that watches over your soul and half of what you should be fighting because you're connected to harvest. No, what should have came and killed you? What things in your body was there and you didn't even know they was there but because you have some of y'all sitting here and I want to beat you up because you have a leader like him. All right. And so, so, so. So in this life, in this life, you got to understand that God uses both good and evil to prune you and mature you and get you into the right place. And so, um, you know, one of the things that I want you to shout right now, because we should be grateful in December that I thank God that it didn't work. (laughs) I don't know what your it is, but there were some relationships. Come on in here. There were some things that I thank God that it didn't work. And I thank God for spaces of grace that when evil was dispatched, he still had my back. So when you think about this, they cannot do it without God. Um, So one of the first things that God does is he's so committed to your future. um, And because he's committed to your future, he won't let you go um, and get in the way of your future. That's my first point. Uh, He won't let you get in the way of your future. And so he won't let you get in the way of your future. And what he does, and I got to hurry, and I'm going to cut across the grass a little bit because I know we got to get out of here. The second thing that God does when he's ready to do something for you for your future, he gives you momentum. And one of the things that's about to happen with Harvest is it's about to happen quickly. He's about to put, put a momentum on a thing. Um, I know that he's been waiting on some building stuff and you're in temporary locations. And, and, and I thank God that when you go places, you make it better than it was before you got there. Come say something in here. <laughs> when I walked around, I said, this is real Harvest-ish. <laughs> Right. This is real harvest because there's a certain stature that harvest has um, because of him. And what happens is when God has given you a future goal, he's going to let you reap of what you have done. So my, my second location um, in Montgomery, um, one of the first people I called were these two gentlemen. And I called Bishop and I said, hey, look, man, I got this opportunity to get this building. Um, it was appraised at like one point nine million dollars. Uh, and I said, hey, I, you know, I'll try to figure it out. I'll make it work. I just wanted to get the building. And he was like, nope, you're not going to pay that. I was like, all right. Uh, <laughs> he says, you're not going to pay that. Uh, and, and, and we're talking about a massive estate, 31,000 square feet of a building. And so, you know, I was asking him questions and I was leaning on him. And uh, I, actually, I actually rendered and I paid for a one-on-one session with him. Though that's my brother, I never want to pervert what's on him. No, I don't want y'all to miss that because, the, you know, part of the reason this this man single handedly walked me through it. But there were several, several sessions I had with Bishop Foreman before I was documented as a millionaire. So I need you to know what's on him. 
There is not a seed that I have sown. Even today, I sowed into the church, but I sowed into him too. Purposely because I know what's on him. So I got this building, to say the least, for $425,000. Uh, recently, I had some crazy stuff happen. I, was, I'm, I don't ever see checks on your to give. You don't take checks. and I'm not, Oh, you take checks? Okay. I was learning today. I'm not going to take another check. Hallelujah. I don't want one. <laughs> oh, you take checks. Okay. All right. Well, he takes checks. Uh, you know, I, I'm having to stop taking checks at my church because they keep bouncing them. And so, so when I paid the mortgage, they bounced, bounced checks. And uh, I found myself $8,000 behind because of the saints bouncing checks. And I, I kept telling them, I'm like, fool, what you doing? That, you know, I, I got to talk to my members different. Y'all saved. <laughs> they ain't. So I had to cuss a little bit for my members to get it. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, he could shalom. Hi, shalom, sir. Not me. I'd be like, fool. Cushite. <laughs> Y'all didn't grow up in the hood. That's how my mama talked to us. You know, never mind. I'll leave it alone. I want to come back. All right. But, but I, I, you know, I, I got behind it. So I called the bishop of the uh, United Methodist Church where I bought the church from. And I said, hey, look, I think I'm going to have to shut it down. I said, I, I just don't know. I found myself behind. And I said, I don't want to keep pouring into something that the people don't necessarily support. Why, let me tell you what happens when you're connected because my seed still was rendering even at this meeting. He said to me, he said, I believe in what you're doing. He said, you, you have turned that, that, that uh, church around. You're doing great things in the community. He said, you're worried about $8,000. He said, look, what we want, don't pay us nothing until February. So I got a $20,000 credit. No, I'm trying to prophesy because I know what's on him, but I know what's on me too. I don't care where you was behind today. After you leave today, you will no longer be behind. God's giving you space to catch up. Oh, I wish I had a church. I said he's giving you space to catch up. Some momentum, sit down. I'm gonna, momentum is what God gives you because he gives you an angel. And so there's a mantle that has been released on your, your leader, and I don't think that he gets it. I was just talking to my spiritual leader, uh, Bishop Todd Hall, and I said, hey, there's a mantle on you, and I don't think that you got it. He asked me to serve as the bishop of protocol for a little while, and I said, well, that's not my thing, but we'll do it. So we were consecrating bishops, all that kind of stuff. And I said, Bishop Ellis died. Bishop J. Uh, J. Danello Ellis died, who was all things protocol. He was all things protocol. This man was known everywhere in the world about protocol. And I said, that mantle is still in the earth realm. And I said, nobody's picked that up. So I said to my leader, you have now an opportunity to be a world leader if you would just pick this thing up as it relates to protocol in churches. And so I sold this thing into him and he caught this thing. And all of a sudden, there was all these phone calls from different people that he got. Oprah. I mean, just these different people because he caught the mantle. No, hear me. There are no new anointings, but your leader is now positioned to be in the world eyesight if he could just catch this mantle.
The Lord said this to me. There were two leaders that died that those, those mantles are still in the earth realm that you now hybrid. <laughs> and one of them was Oral Roberts. If you know about Oral Roberts, y'all, y'all act like... You got to realize that he was an amazing televangelist in the time that TV still had V1, V2, and, and the bunny ears that you put the aluminum foil on the end of. And your pastor is now leading a charge for ministries to have studio capacity so that we could take because there's frequency in the airwaves so what he's doing is prophetic and if he could just pick it up the whole world will know who he is because Harvest is just not a church but Harvest is just as big as TBN I wish I had three people that would run and say it's our time There's another leader that, that he reminds me of, uh, uh, Reverend Sun Myung Moon, who had the biggest church in the world before he died. And he launched in other countries a Christian movement when there was no Christ there. So he would purposely go to places who were all about Judaism, all about Islam, all about other religions, and he would take the Bible and translate it into languages. And they couldn't even have it most times, so they would have to tear parts of the Bible and pass it around these different villages in Africa and Sri Lanka and all these places. But now those places know Christ, and they have become Christian nations because of this man. He had a church no, not when I was doing this research, they said one time he had a church service and 146,000 people showed up and about 60,000 people got saved. So when he was talking today about his partnership with this thing, I don't think he knows what he's saying because this was the first step in him moving to pick up the mantle. And if the Lord is going to send your leader to the next level, guess what? Just look down your row and say, I'm going to the next level. No, maybe you don't understand what I'm saying prophetically. It don't make sense. This is a whole uh, mukbang of stuff, right? It's a bad cake. It fell apart, but it tastes good. All right. Um, 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 I, I want you to get this because your leader, your, your leader is going to the next level, which is going to require you to go. No, I'm, I'm studying next level. You know, I thank God for the Bentleys and the Maserati and all the other stuff. I thank God for that, but I'm, I'm studying the price of jet fuel. Because what happened to me getting here will never happen again. Because I have my own. Oh, y'all hood just like me. I love it. No, 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 no. The devil showed out one time and I said, oh, this is why I got to have my own. Trying to figure out hangers. I'm trying to figure out different stuff. And I want to I want to buy all this stuff. So if your leader calls and say, I need to get from Atlanta to such and such for the next week, back and forth, all he gotta do is charter me. Oh, that sounds good. I just branded a whole company. <laughs> right, right, right. Or he can partner with me so that we can buy these planes. Don't you? Can't you see it? Come on. We should have helicopters, stretch escalates. Come on. Bulletproof vehicle. Politicians should call us and say, I'm coming. I need you to come. Come on. Can you come and pray with me? Can y'all get to Italy by four o'clock today and we have our own resources? Because we going to a next level. Take 10 seconds to just shout for your next level. 
No, look at your neighbor and say, you going my way? Come on, say, you going my way? We going up. Mother, I feel something. We going up. 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 We going up. 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 Come on. We going. Say it. We going. Where? We going. Where we going, Harvey? Hey, we going. Yeah. All right. We All right. I was supposed to be preaching. I had a hood on. Can I finish this in the next service? All right, all right. And so, so every resource that God has for you at this point is now directed to your future. When, when he gives you an angel, he now directs every research in heaven, every resource in heaven to your future. Stop worried about what's happening today. Ain't no need to worry. What tonight is going to bring... Because it'll be all over. When? In the morning. Tomorrow starts a new place for harvest. I had to put my feet here so that I could activate a mantle (laughs) in him so that we can go up. It's not necessarily about who's over who or hierarchy. We make that a be about that in church. I like this scripture. It said there's wisdom in the counsel of many. So there's a lot of people that I have to counsel with to be who I am. The entrepreneur needs one thing. The pastor needs one thing. Come on, y'all ain't said nothing in here. The topography, uh, you know, uh, the investor needs one thing. When I study topography, I need a whole nother thing. That's something that churches don't even want to talk about, right? Come on, the psychologist in me needs a whole nother thing. What you mean? Just pray about it. No, some of y'all need a pill. <laughs> Some of us need to know how to control our energy. Yeah, right? And so it needs a different thing. And when he goes up, I'm going to need him to go up so I can get there too. And the thing I love about my, three brother, my two brothers here is we up in different places. So, so we show each other how to get up there. We had a whole meeting y'all didn't even know about. We was here for two or three days just discussing how we were going to be up in 2022. And half of the stuff they said, I just did it. Even though I had a crazy year mentally for me, I had a great year physically. F. <laughs> yeah, physically. I'm from the country. You got to help me. All right. You ain't had to do me openly like that. You could have waited until we got to the back. <laughs> Look at your folks. Physically? What are you talking about? <laughs> All right. Put it on the screen. F. Right, right. But but I, I had I had a good year. I just didn't realize that when they put that on me to go up to that next level, it was also gonna come with leeches. That's the part they didn't tell me. That's the part they say, hey, I, I you know, I really hate my heart because I don't know how to say no. And people just pull and pull and pull and pull. No, I'm telling telling you value leader. And so I, I've had to go and he told he tells me all the time, you're just too nice. Everybody got your phone number. Everybody has access to you. And it's just certain things that you can't do at this level. And I tried. Listen, I tried it. I'm telling you, I repent because I went to this level, but I brought that same Brian with me. Yes, they call at three o'clock in the morning. Pastor, I just want to tell you, my cousin fell off a motorcycle. Well, you ain't a member of my church and he ain't either. Well, your pastor. But because they had access. 
I lost sleep. Oh no, y'all don't want to have no church in here. No, you got to have a little gray in your beard to know what I'm going to say next. But look at your neighbor and say, watch it, sucker. Because there are some people that will suck the life out of you. No, I'm trying to warn you, Harvest, because tomorrow you're in a different place. You're on a different level. And there are certain things that you cannot do anymore because your future will look like your present if you take the same person with you. I know you're mourning and I know you're grieving and I know you're hurt that they left, but God had to remove them because he's about to give you pearl and you can't pat. You cannot cast your pearl before pigs. He didn't bless you last season because if he had to gave it to you, you would have gave it to the wrong person. No, six of y'all should be shouting. So you ought to be glad that day they gone. Hello, y'all ain't said nothing. You ought to be glad that it did not work out the way you thought it was going to work out because you would have felt obligated. And everything is about to change by tomorrow. You're going to have to dress different. You're going to have to talk different. You're not going to be able to hang out in the boardroom and in the break room with them same employees because you're about to be exalted over them. And I'm telling you, they like you now, but they're not going to like you as their leader. No, some of y'all need to be, be positioned because he's going to have to dispatch you off your job so you can do what you do for Harvest full time. Come on. you got to prepare yourself. All of your resources will be directed towards your leader who will bring you to a set place. I know TikTok told you you are the table, but you have to be invited to the next level. And the invitation comes from the one that watches over your soul. I feel Baptist. I can't finish. I can't finish, but I'm telling you, there's a blessing in your set place. There's a blessing in your set place. David got Ziklag as a joke. He was so desperate, he needed a place to go. And the king over Ziklag during the time was Goliath's first cousin. And he had just killed a man's cousin. And so he kills the man's cousin, and now he needs a place to go, and God forces him to go to Ziklag. So he gives them Ziklag because nobody wanted it. It was a swamp place, musty, had mosquitoes, no vegetation, no anything. But the Bible says the moment that David put his foot on it, vegetation started to grow. <laughs> no, nobody else wanted it. I'm talking to somebody in this room. <laughs> but the moment that David put his foot on it, because there's a blessing in your set place. Now, two of y'all in here, I want to call your name. I'm very prophetic. If you know me, I, I deal with names and all that stuff. But you cannot disconnect now because you allowed your family to try to talk you out of your set place. And what you better do before I leave the city, you need to get to your leader and apologize that you were even considering leaving just because you tried to judge what you don't understand. No, you cannot hold him to a certain honor because in this next place, dishonor cannot be there. When God gives you a futuristic leader, that's what he does. He said, Moses, your servant is dead since I ain't touched the text. Moses, your servant is dead. He said, I got the body. You can't take it to the funeral home. You can't have no funeral for it. I'm going to allow you to mourn for a minute. But your assignment now is to take the people where Moses couldn't go. So one of God's greatest investments in you is he gives you a futuristic leader. And some of y'all are going to be confused about this next move because it's global. 
And so you're trying to mourn. He ain't here. I can't talk to him. I can't this. No, you're going to have to go and apologize for being a baby. Because your immaturity, the worst thing, I had, to, I had to tell my wife this a long time ago because I was moving so quickly. I said, don't let me climb up this ladder and have to keep coming back down to get you. The worst thing you can let a leader do is outgrow you. You're going to have to go when I go. I can't explain it. I can't keep talking to you about it. I'm going to the White House in two weeks, and my, my kids can't even go because they want to be Chucky, Freddy Krueger, and Jason. You're not going to get me in here acting like that. They want to eat with their hands, all that kind of stuff. I got to be at this. I mean, thousands of spiritual leaders are coming for an interfaith conference, and, and the Lord has put me there to pour into these leaders, and my children don't know how to eat. All they do is TikTok the whole time. I was like, oh, no, you can't go. <laughs> you can't go. And, th and that, that breaks my heart, but that also tells me that I got to go back and grow them up. Right? And so God gave you a futuristic leader because there's a blessing in your set place. Dishonor. Treason is the dishonor of war. There's a global genocide that happens with the body of Christ because we dishonor what God sent us. No, I, I saw two. And you got to make it right. But I just don't understand why he going to go to Atlanta. What us going to do? Us going to be all right. Because you got to realize that you're the foundation of what's happening nationally now. You're the foundation of what's happening globally with harvest. And I don't want you to miss this. I'm, I'm way out of time. He probably ain't going to let me come back no more with my little paper. They stole my bag. They stole my bag. You know. <laughs> so I don't have my iPad or anything because uh, Valet took it out of my car. I guess they wanted my Gucci bag. And so I had to write it on paper. Hallelujah. But, but what, I, what I'm saying to you is don't miss this because I don't know if I'll see some of y'all in the next session. You got a gift. You have a gift that most of us wish we had when we were going through coming up. If I had had a Bishop Kevin Foreman when I was 19, I would not have ended up in prison. No, 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 no. Don't judge me. Judge your mama now. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Because 13 years ago, I was homeless, fresh out of prison. People see me as millionaire Brian now, but 13 years ago, I was fresh out of prison and homeless. Living behind buildings that I now own. <laughs> no, that's the truth. People see all that stuff and they, they, they think that it's always been that way, but you don't realize what I had to crawl out of. And I was serving leaders and I was faithful. Thank you. And I was doing what I was supposed to do, and I still didn't have the right mentorship. Those same leaders didn't care about me, and you have a leader that cares. And I don't need you to miss that. I know it's pastor's appreciation, but you got to appreciate this gift every day. This man watches over your soul. This man prays you out of stuff that you have no clue. And for those of us who are pastors, you don't understand the warfare that comes with that. I almost regret preaching some of this demon angel stuff because now I got to go home and fight with it. 
So I had to tell my church, while I'm out here fighting with ISIS and picking fights with witches and warlocks, my homeland security has got to be tight. So when I come back home, it don't meet me there. I fought all year pulling people out of depression, praying for people who were suicidal and find myself right in the middle of it. And I didn't have enough people around me that could pick me up. The day after I tried to commit suicide, I shared with a group of leaders what happened and I said, I need to take a sabbatical. I gotta take some time off. And one of my leaders called who was no longer there. I put them out to church. I did a whole missive, gotta go. Cause they called and they said, hey, I just called to check on you. You need anything, this, this and the third. But you know, you're supposed to do the blessing of the food at my graduation party. Are you still gonna be able to make it? I said, ma'am of God, you can go to the backside of hell. <laughs> and it's hard as a leader when you don't have enough people around you who actually care. Man, I've had spiritual father after spiritual father, not because I didn't want to be submitted. They cared enough about me as long as they got me my gift. When I'm playing the piano, when I'm on the drums, when I'm prophesying, when I'm calling out names and I'm accurate and all of that, they're good. But when the real Brian show up, I gotta go, he got his microphone. I was always dropped. So I walk with this limp because I've been dropped so many times because they didn't want the real me. The heart of your pastor who's compassionate grieves me because I say, man, I wish I had that. I wish I had that kind of leader in my life. Man, my, my dad, I know we live, but my dad was a bishop in the church guy in Christ and left. I could get on a whole lot of stuff with that, but we're live. Some people will take that one bite and it'll be something crazy. He left when I was nine years old. I didn't see my dad again until the day before he died of cancer, 22 years later. I was molested, five, six, and seven years old, stuff like that. So I overcompensated with women to try to prove certain points that the church didn't have compassion to. So everybody just judged me. The church told me I was going to hell and everything because when I got to Howard University at 19 and 20 years old, I was a full-blown Muslim because my roommate was a Muslim and he was nicer to me than any church people were. So for three years, I served faithfully in our Islam. I was a minister in the temple and all of that kind of stuff. And one day, they believe in Jesus. They believe he's another prophet just like Muhammad. Right? And so I was talking about Jesus in one of my lessons. And that thing quickened me. I started speaking in tongues. And they was like, brother, we don't do this. We know you just converted. But I was like, all right, I got to go back home. <laughs> Baby, Muhammad ain't made me feel like this. <laughs> but I'm just telling you, there are certain compassions that your pastor has that people didn't have for me. Just remember they told me, well, you can't, you can't play no more. This, this certain pastor told me at 15, you can't play no more because uh, you had sex with my daughter. And I said, well, Bishop, she came to my house. I can't help, I'm fine. Come on in here. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, she came up. <laughs> I, <laughs> I wasn't over your house. <laughs> All right. 
but there was like, don't play with me. All right. There, there, was, there was just no compassion. And you got a leader that has compassion. I can go on about so many things that your leader has. I got to get out of here. But I want us to sow into him. I want us to sow into him. Everybody needs to get something. Uh, you know your ways to give. Uh, put it on the screen for those that's online. Everybody needs to sow. Because he is dying into this new mantle of sort and getting ready to go to this next place. I know all your previous seeds. I heard all the testimonies and all of that kind of stuff like that. So I know they're fruitful. Amen. But this next place is going to require a certain sacrifice from you. Um, I said to them in our meeting that we had that I was going DECA. Right? You know, we shout about six figures, but six figures is not what we shout about. Not when you're connected to a, a, a multimillionaire. We don't shout about six figures. That's not our goal. That's our starting point. Y'all hear me? We scale, we leverage, we project differently so that we can get to another place. And seven figures has been good to me, but DECA is my place. Y'all hear me? And so if your leader can get there, and I can help push your leader there, if Harvest has a credit union. <laughs> if Harvest is a financial company, a financial institute, Harvest is a car lot. <laughs> Harvest is a university that's producing people. No, I don't want you to miss any of that. Har Harvest is producing different things. I even see like uh, geriat geriatric centers of sort, like community centers for, for, for the elderly. Harvest is that place. And, and it's not just about the business, it's about the real estate places that we can put our family in, and they can be trusted to be there and we got people who are compassionate to take care of them that's harvest harvest is in the business of success harvest harvest is a real estate company man this is the last year that y'all gonna have to go around trying to find real estate no people are trying to find you no if you hear me in the prophetic three y'all in this room need to go get your realtor's license now Because he's about to have to launch some stuff and it's, it's from a high frequency, it's from a high place. So your energy got to come up too. Metaphysically, there's some things that you can do, but metaphysically God is getting ready to launch you to another place. I got to go. But I want us to sow into him because we're getting ready to go to another place. All my seeds that I've sown have been very, very fruitful. I've documented things like, hey, that's my brother. If it don't work, I want my money back. Got a seed ledger. <laughs> I was looking for. <laughs> but today, but today, I'm gonna sow again, and I'm gonna sow again because I'm believing God for some some stuff, some very radical stuff. And if He dies into what 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 I just spoke, all of us going up. All right. So let's give. Let's give. Um, sir, sir, I don't want to command you in your own house, but will you just come stand right here in the middle? Right here in the middle. Um, Y'all put the camera on him. I want him to be seen. Because the way we see him today is the way we will never see him again. <laughs> Y'all better take a picture. He said he was wearing a hat, doing some stuff to change his look. 
not realizing it's because he's about to be looking from a different dimension. The way you see him, it will never be that way again. Listen, I know he trusts us as brothers. Just put your hand on him because we are now like a bow and arrow. We're launching him. We're shooting him to a different space. I prophetically send him to the world. I prophetically send him to nations. He will have the resources for nations. Come on, orphanages, hospitals. Come on, shipping rice, shipping commerce. He's a prince today. We now mantle a prince and a king. <laughs> and everywhere he puts his foot, it shall be golden. He shall possess it. Give it to him. Come on, let's go up at a high frequency. Everybody in the building, go up. Go up. Go up. Oh, that ain't enough. Come on, we need a high frequency. He's looking from a high place. We'll never be the same. We'll never be the same. Y'all ain't saying nothing. It's got to be hot. I said it's got to be hot the next 20 seconds. Shoot him to a high plate. Y'all ain't prophetic. Come on, shoot him to a high Everybody, let's give now. Quick, quick. Give. There's a portal open. I got to go. God opened a portal just now. Woo, the next service is going to be crazy. There's a portal for wealth that's just been opened. Come on, give, give. Quick. I know what's on me. Give. Give. Come on, put your seat in the ground. If it's virtual, you got to come touch. And thank God for your harvest. You'll never be the same. 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 Be the same. Walk in your healing. Come on, walk in your breakthrough. Fresh oil. Hey, how much? Hey. Fresh oil. Fresh fire. Oh, I see fire. Woo! Yes, Lord, I gotta go. Come on, lift your hands like you're receiving it. Receive it. If you just gave, you broke the back of lack. Come on. What the doctor said doesn't matter. Come on. Receive it. We're gone, but receive it. Come on, you gotta steal it with the praise. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I gotta go, but you can't be that close and not have the resources. Woo! Yes, Lord. Oh, 
your fire. I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry, sir. We got to go. Lift your hands. We got to go. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Give it to her now. Give it to her now. Everything your heart desires, he's going to bless you for your faithfulness. He said you've been faithful, and he's going to heal your broken heart. supernatural is happening. I said lift your hands. I'm not asking. I told you. Put your hands in the air in this building and online. And open up your mouth like you're about to receive everything that was prophesied. Just the voices. Just the voices. Go. Come on YouTube. Come on Facebook. Come on in the app. Come on in the website. We got to go, but we got to seal this right. On three, I need you to put a shout to seal what we've just received. One, two, three, go. And it's getting ready to happen. 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 By this time tomorrow, the man of God said it'll be different for us. By this time tomorrow, prophesy to three people around you say, it is getting ready to happen. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Facebook. Come on in the app. Come on in the website. We got to go. We have to go. We have to go. Stretch your hands. Say, Lord, replenish. Stretch your hands towards Dr. Pleasant. Say, Lord, replenish. Say, Lord, we feel right now. Say at the 1115, take us up. In Jesus' name. Heads bowed, eyes closed. We got to move quickly. We got to move quickly. If you're not a Christian today, today is your day. Secondly, if you're giving your life to the Lord, you've not been faithful to him. Today's your day to recommit yourself to the Lord. Thirdly, if you're like, Bishop, I don't know where things stand with God, but I want to be sure. If either one of those three is you, wherever you're at, in this building or online, where the majority of us are, online, you're going to do the hand wave emoji, say it's me. In this building, you're going to just slip your hand up. One, two, three. If that's you, respond. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. Online, say it's me. You'll do the hand wave emoji. I have online ambassadors on every platform watching for your response. Everybody pray this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. 
Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to the Lord, I need you to uh, take out your phone, text the word HARVEST to 55498. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word DECISION to 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Oh, come on now. You know you deserve it. A steak patty on any McDonald's breakfast sandwich. I mean any breakfast sandwich. Biscuit, McMuffin, Bagel, McGriddles, a juicy steak patty on any breakfast sandwich. And when you order through the app, buy one and get one free. Now go get them. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu.